This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is episode 448. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Up on this episode we continue our Winter Reviews a found footage film series. Winter of course is my nine year old daughter. She is a, I was going to say lifelong horror fan. Well, pretty much, yeah. yeah. She's like myself. She's got into horror at a young age and uh, we've decided to do 10 pound footage movies and record her opinions, reactions and reviews for you. When we finish our 10 pound footage movies, we will be picking another subgenre and running another 10 on. And then on this episode, we will be turning our attention to an impromptu pick from myself, just to fill the gap that she's now on summer holidays from school. I picked Late Mungo, so her review of that movie is coming up after the first break. Now, before we get to anything else, let's catch up with where we are. We are slightly overrunning, so the last Laraz review will drop on Tuesday. That is for The Coming of Sin. And then that's that box set put to bed. And I have something pretty tasty lined up as the next thing ongoing. Pieces and Pieces is starting to take shape. We'll be doing all those recordings for all the episodes, all 17 episodes in the next two weeks and then those shows will be hitting you pretty fast and pretty hard out of sync because that's the gimmick um in august so get yourself ready for a ton of mini pieces review segments coming your way then um the brand new insidious movie is out which means we are in a position that we can finally start running that russian roulette franchise retro on Insidious, so that is also in the wings as well, and we'll have another box set series to cover to boot. So that's everything coming up from the podcast under the stairs on the Tea Putts Collective. Delayed a few days till Tuesday because I'm away for work. We will be doing uh, where to begin with with 28 days later. That'll be dropping on Tuesday night with your reviews, ladies and gents, of Last Night in Soho. Please check out the Chronicle episode that I just dropped on the Teapots Collective. It's covering another Laraz. I was going to say classic, that's a question mark. Edge of the Axe, a kind of late 80s Euro slasher from a guy who just seemed to make a lot of late 80s Euro slashers, um, probably because there was money for it. Not an Edge of the Axe, so there's no money in that movie. So please check that out on the Teapots Collective. I'm going to take my first break of this episode. You're going to hear promos for shows I love. You're going to hear the trailer for Late Mungo when I return up myself and Winter will be returning to discuss that movie right after this. This is Michael Caine, award-winning film actor. You may know from such cinematic achievements as A Muppet's Christmas Carol and Jaws for The Revenge, where I played a character named after a fucking sandwich. I approve of the following promotional message. Do you like movies? Well, of course you do, you silly twit. You're listening to a movie podcast right now. Do you like podcasts about movies? I mean, if you're listening to this... 
your life is empty and without direction. So of course you do. Why not continue the spiral downwards with... They must be destroyed on sight! Yet another semi-regular podcast about film that will occupy some of that empty space in your soul. We cover every genre, but focus on a lot of obscure and cult films with a leaning towards exploitation. If you want a podcast that's going to talk about a silent film from the 1920s one week and a sleazy biker film from the 1960s the next, and then back to something like Singing in the Rain, the next episode... They must be destroyed on sight! Maybe for you. So tune in and join regular hosts Lee Russell, Daniel Hopper, Paul Romani, and Lee Hardy, as well as the odd guest host at tmbdos.podbean.com. Thank you, Drive Through. I feel like something bad is going to happen to me. It hasn't reached me yet, but it's on its way. The normally tranquil setting of Ararat's mortal dam taken too soon. Ten days after Ellie's funeral, stuff started happening around the house. Sounds seemed to come from Ellie's old room. They didn't really relent, so I thought, well, I'll just set up a camera, just, you know, I see anything. I looked back and there was footage of a figure moving across the hallway. The image was quite unsettling because it certainly looked like Alice. Close your eyes. I usually uh, videotape my sessions. Something was empty inside that house and I wanted to find out what it was. We checked the tapes. There was a ghost in our house. Alice kept secrets. She kept the fact she kept secrets a secret. Something bad is going to happen to me. Alice knew she was going to die. I feel like something bad has happened. It hasn't reached me yet, but it's on its way. And it's getting closer. And welcome back, ladies and gents. So you've just heard the trailer for Lake Mungo. This is our technically bonus episode we've thrown this in at the last minute we have not forgotten about digging up the marrows or hell house llc those movies are definitely in the pipeline but i gave winter the opportunity to either go do one of those movies or do something as a bonus episode and she chose bonus episode and then we're looking through the huge list of movies we could have done i offered to go away from film footage and then I remembered I had that brand new Second Sight Blu-ray of Lake Mungo and I thought, you know what, this could be an interesting one. It's a polarising movie, some people love it, some people hate it. Um, it infamously scared Winter's Uncle Baz to the point that he couldn't leave his couch. True story, we'll talk about it later on. But um, to the point where he couldn't actually leave his couch. He was terrified. So... I thought it might be fun to do Lake Mungo. Joining me in this episode is the star of the show, 
This is obviously one of our reviews a found footage movie. Even though this is more full documentary with found footage elements, joining me is my nine-year-old daughter, the star, Winter. How's it going, Winter? It's, it's going fine. It's going fine. Are you sure about that? You sound a bit kind of in between. I'm sure, Dad. You're sure. Um, so we kind of thought we could go off the, the trodden track of film footage and maybe do a different genre just to break things up and get you back recording. I reckon there's going to be a ton of content over the summer holidays because you are now officially not at school, which means you have loads of time to watch movies and sit with dad and all the rest and we'll probably do a lot of watching of movies over the six weeks that you're off, but I chose Lake Mungo and I, I chose it because I love this movie and I said that before we started. This is one of Dad's faves, especially in the film footage genre, because it's kind of unlike all the other movies, and it's kind of sad, and I like movies that are a bit sad. also reminds me of a TV show called Twin Peaks, which Winter has never seen before, and one day when you're old enough, we might sit and watch it. But let's give some details about this and then get into a little bit of discussion, because I think there's a loads of discussion, including a moment, Winter, while watching this movie, where I think I got the biggest jump scare from any movie that you've watched thus far. And I'm including non-fin footage horror movies, so we'll get to that as well. This one is written and directed by Joel Anderson. Um, he has only ever really done this movie and nothing else. There's loads of rumours that he's working on something new, but it's never materialised. It stars Rosie Trainer, David Pledger, Martin Sharp, Talia Zucker... Tanya Lentini, Cameron Strachan, Judith Roberts, Robert Cunning, Marcus Costello, Chloe Armstrong, eh, Carol Patluto, John Dunn, Laura Dunn, Kirsty McDonald, and some other folks in here as well. It's worth saying the majority of the people in this movie are either kind of amateur actors or. Um, kind of just people that were involved with the project overall, not actors per se. The synopsis for this one, nice, short and simple, is strange things start happening after a girl is found drowned in a lake. So that's the only synopsis that's there. So, Winter, the first question I need to ask you with Lake Mungo was, did you enjoy the movie? Yes. You did enjoy it? Yeah. That's good because there was a little bit in the middle where I was like, is she digging it? Is she not digging it? One of the first things you said to me, I think it was about five minutes into the movie, is, Dad, is this real? Now, why would you Why would you ask me if it was a real movie when Dad owns it on Blu-ray? Well, first of all, I kept asking you it because, just because I didn't know if it was real or not, and you didn't answer. You were just like, watch the movie. Watch the movie. And I didn't like that. Yeah, but sometimes you don't no, have no, the computer dad, dad. or the internet or something to give you those answers. When people go to see movies, when they're supposed to see it without anything around them. I mean, I guess that's fair, but still. Still what? Like, if you ask me for answers and I give you the answers, that takes away from the movie. That's finding out things before you get to it. When Lake Mungo first came out back in 2008 slash 2009, people were watching it, and yes, I, I I reckon the majority of them knew it was just a movie, but 
a lot of them forget. See, when you watch something that's shot a particular way, so it's shot like a documentary. Um, so it's shot like a documentary. When people watch that, after a little while, they forget they're watching a movie. Even though they know it's a movie, you get used to watching something that feels different. So when scary and weird things start happening later on, you start to think to yourself, is this actually a movie I'm watching or is it a documentary? So the fact you were asking that is what the director wants you to feel all the way through the movie. He wants you to question whether or not it's a movie or is it a documentary? And that's the that's the special thing about the movie overall is that it keeps you guessing. A lot of movies we've seen, so when we watched Found Footage 3D, that is shot like a documentary. At any point, well, it is it's a documentary into the making of a movie. I mean, but at any point when you were watching that, did you forget that it was a movie and it was a documentary? No. And why was that? Because people felt like actors acting. Where people on this movie feel like real people answering questions. I mean, yeah, but like in found footage 3D, it had like it had a monster in it. So it had a monster in it, right? But you said to me during this movie, and I want to think it was less than ten minutes into it, something was making you very unsettled. And do you know what it was? What was making you feel kind of iffy about it? Uh, you said The Sims, didn't you? Uh, Score uh, and sim track. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. The, the music was very unsettling. I yeah. didn't like it at all. So there wasn't anything happening on the screen scary, but you felt scared because the sims you were hearing made you think, like if you think of like a paranormal activity movie, all those sims happen just before a jump scare. So it's quiet, 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 then things start building up, then boom, jump scare. You go, oh, jump scare, and then it moves on to the next one. In this movie, there's just an, a, a constant feeling of something about to happen that doesn't happen. And instead what you get people is, people are talking about like the worst thing that could happen to a family, which is the loss of, like from a parent's point of view, it's the loss of a daughter. From a brother's point of view, it's a loss of a sister. From a friend's point of view, it's a loss of a BFF. That's that's what's happening in this movie. And what the, the movie's doing is, originally it starts off, for those that haven't seen Late Mungo, we are going to spoil this. The movie's plot is about a girl who dies and her parents haven't come to terms with her death. And neither has her brother. Her brother tries to do something. He tries to fake footage that she's still alive in order to bring his parents closer together. But, yep. but then after he does that, things actually start happening whilst he's away. Yeah, so he does it, he's discovered as doing it, so everyone's like, oh, it's a fraud, it's a fraud, but when he's not there to physically do something, it turns out that not only are weird things still happening, but by the end of the movie, Every single time they've taken a photo and made a video, Alice Palmer, the daughter that's died, has been in all of them. She's just not in the bit that you've been looking at, which is a very, 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 very smart filmmaking tool. Because all the way through the movie, it's telling you, to, it's like how magicians do magic tricks, where they say, all right, pick a card and look, look at this hand here. 
And when you're looking at one hand, they're doing the the, the slight hand, or they're moving something, or they're taking something at the pocket, or they're throwing something away. It's distraction. You're concentrating on the thing they're telling you to concentrate on, and you don't see the other thing they're doing. So when you look at the pictures by the end of the movie, what you're seeing is all the bits where you've been told to look at because the camera's zoomed in there, and because you've been doing that, you've not noticed all the way through the movie Alice Palmer's ghost has been in every photo, every frame of everything that they've shown you as evidence, which is so, 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 so clever. And did you like that? I mean, it, it was really cool. Well, you were picking out things before my eyes were picking them up, and I'm going to put that down to the fact that you're a lot younger than me and have better eyes. But as we were watching this, I remember the first time I saw Late Mungo, a lot of it didn't make sense to me until the end and then it started to make sense but when you were watching it you were like oh oh right there in the in the mirror oh she's combing her hair in the reflection of the tiny mirror oh who's that in her bedroom like you you had all those different elements where you were picking things out which i thought was really 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 cool the movie is smart though because you get it's about an hour and a half long the first 30 minutes is setting up the story of her death the next 30 minutes are all the footage you found and her brother being the person that set a lot of it up. And then the last half an hour is the reveal of a completely different story, which is a story about why Alice may have done the things she's done, which included the parents investigating a trip that she made to Lake Mungo, which is where the movie gets its name from. Now, in this bit here, we found out that some of her friends had taking very grainy footage on their, their old mobile phones um, and found out that she had been taken, or she basically been caught burying something in the ground. And her parents recalled that she'd been on that trip and when she come back, she come back without her? Phone. Her mobile phone. And her watch. And her, her jewellery. And her jewellery. So her parents actually go out and dig up and find her phone her watch and her jewellery and they plug her phone in and when they plug her phone in what do what did they see in her phone with her? Okay so they see Alice walking and she's just like walking for a bit yep. and then uh, this is the part that really scared me. It scares everyone so you're okay. Well um, it had her well, like, there's something. There's someone in the well, distance walking towards her. There is. I didn't realize that it was walking to her. I thought she was walking to it. Mm-hmm. And um, it turned out to be her dead body that we saw at the start of the movie, which yeah. was when she drowned in the lake. Yep. And then it kept walking up to her, and then it grabbed her, and then the, and then straight after that, she buried her phone and all her so we find out in the movie that alice has been speaking to a psychic beforehand before all these things happened Did saying you? that she yeah that she was having dreams and in her dreams she felt like yeah go for it yeah she was she felt that she wasn't like there because it, um, she said that she was standing um, at the tip of her parents' bed, but they couldn't see her. And, and then it said at one point that she was crying. Yeah, so in her dreams, she has visions of the future, essentially, because she's at the foot of her parents' bed, but she's at the foot of her parents' bed as a ghost. 
so these things that haven't happened yet and she she actually says the words that I have a feeling something that bad is gonna happen something bad is going to happen to me or has happened to me but it hasn't got to her yet so when she goes to the trip to Lake Mungo she's confronted by the thing, the bad thing death essentially that hasn't happened to her but will happen to her she's confronted with her and she's so shocked by it that she realises that she's going to die that she buries her phone she buries all her jewellery she goes back to her parents she tries to live an ordinary life and that doesn't happen and then ultimately drowns when she goes out on a, a picnic with her parents she drowns um, and that's kind of part part of the reason I love this movie it's the it's the way the story works even the mum like earlier on you hear the mum talking about a specific dream she's had when she's speaking to the 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 psychic and what she says is that she has this dream about someone standing at the foot of her bed and it's the same story that her daughter described months before her dad describes coming home from work going into Alice's room and yeah and he's just sitting across from the wardrobe and Alice is sharpening her pencil at the desk and she starts screaming at her dad get out and then later on we see video that her brother took of exactly that scene so her brother is outside the room he's filming her and secretly as she's sitting at her desk and she turns around and screams get out get out so what I love about the movie is all the scenes that are described are described by other people from other positions but are all matches are all merges in um, I think that's really really smart and I think it invests you in the story the bit that we awkwardly sat through was the, the the film tape of the next door neighbour which yeah but I think both of us looked away from the TV when that happened because of the oh, sex no, tape Dad, yep sorry Dad. horrible let's not do this but um, but her dad thinks that's the reason she killed herself and I think it's it may have added to it but I don't think it's the reason I think everyone thinks they have a reason why Alice died I don't think anyone knows why Alice died. I don't think Alice knew why Alice died, but Alice comes back in all those videos and all those like all those feelings that people have in the house to guide her parents to find her safe, to guide her parents to find her phone, and then ultimately to guide her parents to kinda get over her loss. And I think that's really smart. I think it's it's an unusual way of handling a ghost story. Like I can think of hundreds of ghost stories that are set, you know, in a house where someone's died and moved on and whatnot. But I can't think of any that have dealt with it in that way. And the acting for people that are not actors in this movie felt real, which is why it feels like a documentary. When someone in a documentary is being interviewed by the person making the movie, that's just a real person, that's not an actor. So in this movie, that's what they get right. Because at no point when they're speaking to someone, does that person feel like a real actor? Feels like a real person. Probably, yeah. And that's why all the way through the movie you kept asking me, is this actually a movie? Because I watch some documentaries on Netflix, like... Cecil Hotel Cecil and MH370 and the Bird Off family mm-hmm. and 
Um, it was like that, so that's why I kept asking, are you sure that, like, this isn't a real, like, a real documentary? And I kept asking, is this real or is this fake? Which is great, because that's what the filmmaker wants you to feel. There's a time, when this movie came out, the true crime documentary boom that we're in now didn't really exist. There was plenty of true crime documentaries, but they were few and far between. Maybe got one or two a year. And he releases his film, which is very much like a documentary, at a time period where people are just not used to it, so people accept it. It's one of the reasons Lake Mungo stands out as being one of the more effective found footage horror movies, because it's a documentary with found footage material in it. So it's not really a found footage movie, but at the same time, it works in the same way that all our found footage movies work, in that it's someone trying to discover something and finding something, and by the end, this one actually has a, a relatively happy ending. Like the parents find closure, they get their kid and they move on. Um, whereas most found footage movies don't have that, they have the camera dropping at the end and screaming. Uh, this movie doesn't have that. It has a, a, a weird closure. But for the majority of the movie, it's quite sad. Go for it. Wait, okay. You know how you said that? You said it's a happy ending. Yep. Uh, well, uh, in Found the Foot, and like three D, I think it was called, mm -hmm. at the end, the girl popped up at the camera and it just cut off immediately. You didn't see anything mm -hmm. after that. There were no after credits, so you didn't know if the people were okay, which... Yep. Probably weren't when we watched um, As Above So Below, they crawl out of the sewer, but it's underground and it looks like they've went out the wrong way. That's not really a happy ending either. That's a that's a you problem because you got yourself stuck in that situation, even though the people were like you don't want to go in there. And um, Cloverfield, what? But Clo Cloverfield well, doesn't uh, really have a happy ending when you think about it. Dad. Yep. Well, also, and um, I can't remember what the movie's called. Um, the people were saying that his friend got lost in there, and it turned out that they kept going in circles. And yeah, as above, so below. That's right. Yeah. But it didn't have a really happy ending, did it, by the end? I mean... Did you feel happy at the end of that movie? No. <laughs> no. no, I felt... Uh, I felt like... I don't know, unsettling? And yeah. Kind of creeped out. So when you watch like Mungo, though, and the family drive away at the end after selling their house, do you feel like the, the family's going to move on? Do you think they've made peace? Yeah. Even though right after you see lots of footage well, of, of Alice being in pictures and movies that the family haven't yeah, found yet. I mean, Alice still might come. Like, Alice still might follow, but you never know. I mean, it might, it might go better for the people. You don't know. You don't know. It's a relatively short movie, which yes, I like yes, about yes, it. Yes. It feels, once again, like a documentary. Uh -huh. It's shot that way. The footage, the pacing's really cool because, like I say, it's a movie of three parts. The first part is the setup to her death. Yeah. The second part is them doing all the discovery of the footage, and then the third part of it is all the weird stuff. As like Alice coming in photos, um, the mother having, uh, yep. like, like these. Uh, 
not visions. I don't want to call them visions. Well, yeah, but, but they are kind of like visions. Because like, she got hypnotised to like go into the house. Um, and then that scene got, at the end where the mum talks about she gets hypnotised in a session and she herself in her dream walks into the house and then they play it side by side with something Alice said like seven months before when she was hypnotised and she sees her mum come into her room and it's the same thing happening. Yes. Yes, Dad. Yes. Yes. Kind of creepy. See yes. If I, like, see if you told me, see if me and you were having a conversation okay. Okay, and you were like, listen, listen. Dad, last night I had a dream that I walked into your room wearing a Spongebob square pants hat. Right. Dad. Right. Give me a second. Give me a second. Right. You walked it. But it was your dream. So that's just your dream. And then I was like that. I was like, that's really weird winter. And then I showed you that a post that I made seven months before on Facebook that said, last night I had a weird dream that winter walked into my room wearing a SpongeBob SquarePants hat. Exactly. It's a a hard no. It's a nope. I don't know why, but... I don't know why, but this kind of reminds me of that time where uh, when I woke up and I walked in Mum's room and I didn't say anything to her. Yes, that was and I don't, I, no, I don't remember that, Dad. Yeah, After, it was creepy and weird. I did, I did remember. We that. remember it. You want to know why we remember it? Because it was weird and creepy. Dad, but I don't remember it. So maybe. Maybe I'm sleepwalking. You weren't sleepwalking. I think <laughs> you walked into a room and forgot what you wanted to ask. Dad, have, like, you, uh, have you ever... Uh, I do this all the uh, time. Dad! I would run the show by myself if I could. You would run the show yourself uh, dad, if you dad, could. Dad. Already going Don't. for the takeover, right? Come on, speak. Okay. Um, one skull. It did get one. I would say it got one skull, but I would say this movie got the biggest one skull ever. Oh yeah, because um, I was unsettled. I looked at you and I was like, Dad, turn this off. You told me, right, so this was the, the scare where she meets her dead self and then her dead self grabs her. The flashing lights didn't make it any better also. And the score in the background probably didn't help. But this is the only movie... In the many years that me and you have been watching horror movies, granted in the last year and a half we've been watching horror movies more consistently, but this is the only movie we've ever watched together that you've actually uttered the, the words, Dad, turn this off. That's never happened before. It's not a big jump scare either, but I think it's because the movie doesn't have any jump scares all the way through it. So when this one hits, you're unsettled because you are 100% not expecting it to happen. But like, it's also because, well... If it well, makes you feel any better, the first time I watched it, it scared the shit out of me. Dad! That's right, Dad's Family right. friendly show. It's not. We it's don't allow swearing. I will now run the show by myself, thank you very it's much. It's a me But like, it did, it scared, it terrified me the first time I That only scene, that one scene, the same bit that you got scared at, scared me. Like genuinely scared me. Like, um, it takes a lot to scare did me. Did you want it? Did you want to go away? Did you? Were you like? Turn this off. Sister. No, I wanted to know the end of the movie. I, I Dad. Keep, and that's why. But that's why Dad said to you, "What? Let's keep watching. 
We didn't switch it off. Yeah. We kept watching it. You got to the end. Okay, Dad. Okay. Let's just say something, though. Let's just say something. You know how you said it scared you? Yep. And you know how it said it was the same bet? Yep. Does that scare a lot of people, or is it just like us? Well, just because some people might expect it, but it's just I didn't notice that. This is where we get I fun. I didn't notice that um, the girl was walking, so yeah. I thought that she was walking towards it. This is where we get to have fun. Uncle Baz. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you, you were going to tell me about this. Yeah, yes, Uncle yes, Baz yes. watched this yes, four yes, podcasts yeah. on those stairs. Yeah. Years ago. And this movie, he says, yeah, to this day, is the scariest movie that he's ever watched for podcasts on the stairs. This movie terrified him all the way through it. Like every time the camera zoomed in on her, he got scared. Every time the score changed, every time the music changed, he got scared. When they revealed that the neighbour was in a room, he was terrified. And then at the very end of the movie, when at the credits they start showing you all the bits where she's in all the pictures that you didn't understand. Absolutely terrified. And Uncle Baz watched this very late at night. And when oh, the movie no. when the movie finished Oh what, what, what when the movie finished it was pitch black outside and there was no lights on in his room. And the nearest light switch meant that he'd have to get up and walk to the other end of the room. And Uncle Baz couldn't do it. He ended up watching cartoons before he switched the light on to make him feel better. It's the scariest movie he's ever seen. Well, the scariest movie I've ever Ooh. probably seen is Ghost Stories. Yeah, you that one you, scared yeah, me a lot. Ghost Stories got you quite a bit. Well, let's talk about this. So, we're saying it's a one skull, but it's a big one skull. Because that one skull was a terrifying one skull. I like that. But let's talk about grades. Is one through five. One is hated it. Two is didn't like it. Three is liked it, four is really liked it and five is loved it, dad loves this movie, it's a five, I think this is absolutely, because it's, there's not another movie that exists that's like late number, I think it stands alone and as a result of that it's amazing you think that it's a five I think this is as good if not better than Cloverfield what? Yep. where are you, you coming on this one, what grade are you giving it? Well, first of all, I'm not giving it a five because what? Cloverfield is the best, the best, mm -hmm. the best movie. Right, so what are you giving it then? Um, so one is hated it, two didn't like it, three liked it, four is really liked it, five loved it and you can give point fives. What are you giving Lake Mungo? I'm giving up. A four point point three. You can't no point fives are allowed. There's no point three. You can't give it a four point three. Has to no. either be a four or a four point five. Four point five. Four point. I will take that four point five. Well, you really like this one. Yeah, yeah, but Cloverfield is way much better than. Right this. now, think about this. We've spoken about this before. How do you recommend Lake Mungo to friends? Because it's kind of difficult because if someone said to you, recommend me a scary movie, this movie you only had one big scare but made you feel unsettled all the way through it. So could you recommend this a movie? As a movie, well, two friends, well, to scare friend, them. None of my friends usually 
But if someone did. If someone did. Let's say you had a friend that wanted to get into horror movies okay. and said, I want a movie that can scare me. Could you recommend Lake Mungo to them? Because it's a hard one to recommend. I would, and I'd probably say a lot of scary, scary things in the movie, and they might be like, good movie, let me watch it. I would say, I would say, before you watch it, there's a big scare, okay? Well, big but scare. you wouldn't tell them when, when it's happening, that's cool, that's I, smart. It terrified me and my dad, okay? And it also terrified my uncle. So, if you want to watch horror movies, this would be one I would recommend. I like that. You're, you're telling them that at some point in the movie, something's going to terrify them, but you're telling them nothing. So, of the whole way through the movie, they're going to wait to be terrified, and then they're going to start to relax because it's not happened early. They're going to start to relax. Bam! All, boom! Bam! Popcorn goes in the air. Amazing. I love it. Winter, we are going to, in the month of July, which we're in now, we're going to knock out both oh, Digging Up the Marrow and Hell House LLC. Which one is scarier, Digging Up the Marrow or Hell I mean, it's probably Hell House? Hell House, Hell House is going to it terrify sounds like, It sounds like Satan. It sounds like... It, it sounds like no Satan. It, it sounds like Satan having his little devils working around the house, being invisible. Someone goes in like um, what's that movie? Deadstream. Yes, Deadstream was loved. Listen, there's no getting around Garlic this. Garlic is built. Swear <laughs> word. Yep. There's no getting around this. Hell House LLC is a scary movie full of jump scares. Yeah, but it sounds like it sounds like. Somebody goes into the house and there's just like Satan's just waiting along along the hall. He's watching, I told he's you. watching this you, person. And going. there's little devils it's and then they're gonna be like, wah, 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 wah. Remember when I told you about um haunted houses? Like where you can go into and you can yeah, get yeah, space yeah. people jumping out. Yes. That's Hell House LLC. Oh well, um there's like these um haunted houses where where um if you get in the wrong corridor, you ha- you have to let someone break your arm. But there's also yeah. That's deep. Well, there's also this haunted house that nobody's ever completed, Dad. And some people have died, and some people have like. I don't know if anyone's it's in America. Yes, it in America? yeah. I th- I don't know if anyone's ever died. That's what it says. I'm sure it says that. Well, people get their heads shaved. I'm sure people, I, I believe that people get their head shaved. I don't believe for one second that they people... They get tortures. They get, they get tortured. But they, they get don't slime put over their head. When the person tells them, I saw this video, and the girl was like, I need my hair for work. Yep. The person didn't stop. They ignored the person shaving her head There's down. a difference between shaving someone's head and killing them. See if someone died in a haunted house. The haunted house would be closed. You see, <laughs> I can see it registering. I can. Th- you know what's cool to see? Scared people to death without actually backing that up. So that's fine. Well, but uh, that's what Hell Hell Hell. Digging up the marrows is not. I think digging up the marrows will have a couple of jump scares for you, but I genuinely think you'll enjoy that movie because you watch Nightbreed well, with Dad 
We both love Nightbreed. Nightbreed was the movie where all the monsters and the guy goes to the cemetery where all the monsters live underground. You watched it like two years ago and you loved it. Oh, Dad, I watched it two years ago. Right, but Digging Up the Marrows is kind of like that, but more fun. And fun footage. So, we're going to do both those movies in July. Which you're going to stop hissing at me. Like a, like a snake. Uh, what's the thing? Like, listen, right, we're going to do both those movies and then we're going to see where we go in the back half. Dad's got a couple of movies that I think genuinely you're going to love. They're like kind of horror comedies, but also fan footage. Because I know you love the horror comedies. Yes, but when Josh. we close out our 10, our 10 on fan footage, you will then pick our next subgenre. Now, the listeners out there, loads of, loads of love. Loads of, yes, yes. want to hear more of winter, which is why we did this bonus episode. Um, and yeah. you're getting two, another two episodes this month. Yeah. Uh, with winter sitting chat with we love them um, but uh, this is the point where we bring things in before I take my final break what? What? would you like to say anything to your as you're calling them fans I call them listeners would you like to say anything to your oh, fans dad, d- dad they're my fans they're my fans they, they're not like those fans that blow out your face though they're actually fans no, no. that want <laughs> Guys, guys, if I ever meet you, I will give you my autograph. I will get my, I will steal my dad's Sharpie. I will get, if you have a white shirt, I will sign it. They're like such a dad joke. They're not like the fans that blow in your face. No, they're not. That's well, right, anyway, I will get, I will, I'll, if any of you ever meet me, I will have my pen ready. Um, I will give you my autograph. You can keep it forever. You're very welcome. Do you, do you even, at nine years old, do you even have a signature? Yeah, I do. Do you? Yeah, I do. It's not it's not like um those scribbly where I can't even read mum's handwriting. All it says is That's a, a signature. bunch of scribble, scribbles. No, it's supposed to be like so, that so, so people I can't could, fake so it. So I could do this. So I could just write a bunch of scribbles and then people will say That's As long your as long as every time you ever go to sign for anything you use exactly the same scribbles and nonsense. Well, That's a signature. Well, my, my, um, Okay, Mum has like two signatures. Mum has Corey McLeish and CM. Yes, that, well, no. CMs are our initials. Corey McLeish uh. is our signature. Okay, anyway, what were you talking about? Oh, yeah, my no signature. I, I have no idea. Autographs and stuff, will, that's not going to happen. I will, I will. Let's bring this to a close. One second. No, no, I need my... You don't need anything. Gamer! What you need is to bring this in. You need to see Let me tell you something. You... <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let's Let me bring, tell you something. Let's bring this into a close. I want you to say thank you very much and goodbye to all your listeners, please. I'll do the ending, okay? All right, all fine. I'll do the ending. Goodbye, everybody. Dad, what do you have to say? I will say that this is the end of this segment. There's going to be a short break when okay. I come back. I'm closing out the show. I'm, I'm doing it. No, no, no. I'm you're going to say now. bye, but you'll st- you're we'll say bye then. Come on. Right. Goodbye, fans. I love you all. We'll be right back right after this. Yeah! You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs.
listening to the podcast under the stairs this has been episode 448 with one of those winter reviews he found footage film looking at late mungo big thanks to my daughter for giving up a bit of our friday night to sit down with her old dad and watch a horror movie and then chat about it afterwards now um she will be back in a couple of weeks time we've got i think the next two or three episodes planned out already and she's talking about bonus episodes as well so god knows what that means chip off the old block is what it means to me so more of them will be coming there is a multitude of ways to check out podcasts under stairs wherever you're listening right now hit subscribe that way you get the shows as and when they drop and access to the entire back catalogue of the teapots content please subscribe to our sister feed the teapots collective for shows like where to begin with opera omnia doing the nasty and chronicle subscribing to both those feeds ensures that you never miss anything that i do our website is teapotscast.com links to everything is over there at the touch of a mouse click. Also, there's a show called Jaws' Shite, another regrettable outburst, a booze-based banter entertainment podcast, which features myself, The Baz, and Scott Lane from Scotland Lane vs. Evil, coming back end of July with more stories than you can shake an angry stick at. Jaws' Shite, another regrettable outburst, exclusively available on teapotscast.com. If you want to interact with us on the Facebooks, it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teapotscast for the podcast under the stairs. Teapots Collective is facebook.com forward slash teapotscast and Jaws is Shake can be found at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash regrettable pod. Um, on Insta, one half of our twin prongs of social media sex, and this is at teapotscast. And we are phasing out Twitter in favour of threads because it's easier to connect it to Instagram and Twitter is not a great experience um, so it's at Teapot's Cast for that as well, the links are in the show notes so you can jump across and uh, follow us on threads if you aren't already the podcast under the stairs will return for you this coming Tuesday with the coming of sin our final movie in the um, Blood Hunger box set the films of Jose Laraz. So that is coming your way this Tuesday, as well as uh, where to begin with on the Teapots Collective. So until then, wherever you are, where the time zone is, and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs, and I am signing off. <laughs>